It's Tuesday, November the 17th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, another promising vaccine and Europe's blocked budget. First, the world in brief. Moderna, an American drug maker, reported that its experimental COVID-19 vaccine is 94.5% effective in preventing the disease. The results of a late-stage trial involving 30,000 American adults came a week after Pfizer announced a similar level of efficacy for its jab. Moderna's vaccine does not need to be stored at very cold temperatures, as Pfizer's does. President-elect Joe Biden warned that more people may die unless President Donald Trump cooperates with his transition team, not least in coordinating America's vaccination program. Mr. Trump is relying on increasingly desperate measures to retain the presidency. In Georgia, a senior election official told The Washington Post that Republicans, including Senator Lindsey Graham, have pressed him to discount valid ballots. Hungary and Poland blocked the European Union's budget and coronavirus rescue package because funding is tied to respect for the rule of law. Austria's Chancellor said the condition was necessary because of the vast sums of money at stake. The budget for 2021-27 to is 1.1 trillion euros, 1.3 trillion dollars, and the recovery fund is 750 billion euros. Hurricane Iota made landfall in Nicaragua. With winds of 155 miles per hour, the Category 4 storm has weakened slightly since it emerged in the Atlantic. Still, with potentially catastrophic gusts and storm surges, it is forecast to wreak havoc in Central America, parts of which are still reeling from the passage of Hurricane Eta earlier this month. Jay Clayton, the boss of America's Securities and Exchange Commission, said he will step down at the end of the year. Mr. Clayton was appointed by Donald Trump to lead America's main Wall Street regulator in 2017. He has overseen high-profile enforcement actions, including requiring Elon Musk to step down as Tesla's chairman over tweets about taking the company private. PNC, a Pennsylvanian bank, will buy the American subsidiary of BBVA, a Spanish lender, for $11.6 billion. The deal will create America's fifth biggest retail bank with almost $560 billion in assets. The bank merger is one of the biggest since the recession of 2007 to 2009. Others will follow. BBVA announced it had opened merger talks with Sabadell, another Spanish lender. And sparks flew after Shamrock Capital, a private equity firm, bought the rights to most of Taylor Swift's songs. It paid an estimated $300 million to a consortium that included Carlyle Group for the ditties. Ms Swift, who wanted to buy the catalogue herself, learned of the sale post-facto. She may get even by re-recording her own hits. And now, here's today's agenda. One-two punch, the latest vaccine success. After a year of COVID-19 mayhem, good news has come in a burst. First, Pfizer and BioNTech announced preliminary results showing their vaccine is more than 90% effective. Now Moderna has released its own preliminary data suggesting 94.5% effectiveness for its vaccine. It has been tested on older people and different ethnicities. Pfizer's needs less mRNA, which tells the body which viral proteins it should make per dose. That means production can be scaled up more quickly. 
But Moderna's does not need super-cool temperatures, which makes distribution tricky. Both vaccines use mRNA as a delivery platform. The trials offer a strong validation of this new approach. The Moderna vaccine is expected to cost around $60 per two-jab course. Eyes are now on AstraZeneca and Oxford University in late-stage testing of their own vaccine. At $8 per course and able to be manufactured speedily, it could land the third and perhaps biggest blow against COVID-19. Code of Dishonor, a German tax trial. The second trial in Germany's biggest post-war tax fraud scandal kicks off today in Bonn. First in the dock for his alleged involvement in 13 very serious cases of fraud is the most senior of four accused bankers from M.M. Warburg, one of the country's oldest private banks. The case involves so-called Cum-X deals, which exploited loopholes in Germany's tax code that enabled clients to trick the taxman into refunding dividend tax that had never been paid. In March, two British investment bankers, Martin Shields and Nicholas Diable, were found guilty of aggravated tax evasion for helping to engineer similar deals, which resulted in losses for the state of tens of millions of euros between 2006 and 2011. The two men received suspended jail sentences after cooperating with prosecutors. Mr Shields was also ordered to pay back 14 million euros, 16.6 million dollars. This trial will be much more confrontational. The four Warburg bankers deny any wrongdoing. Red Fed, America's central bank. This week, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, intends to secure more of Donald Trump's legacy by holding votes on the President's nominees to the Federal Reserve's Board of Governors. Their approval would create another headache for Joe Biden. Judy Shelton, nominated by Mr Trump in 2019, is a Republican operative and a supporter of a return to the gold standard, a fringe view opposed by most economists. Another nominee, Christopher Waller, is more mainstream. If both are confirmed, and Mr McConnell seems confident they will be, Mr Trump will have appointed six of the board's seven members. Unless Democrats win the Senate, control will be decided by runoff elections in January, prospects for fiscal relief are grim, leaving the Fed primarily responsible for supporting America's recovery. And without the Senate, Mr Biden will struggle to get his own Fed nominees confirmed. He may thus take office with little ability to fix America's economic problems. Marino Jumper, Peru needs a new president. The chronic political instability that Peru has suffered since 2016 has reached a nadir. Martin Vizcarra, who became president after his predecessor resigned, dissolved an obstructive Congress last year. On November 9th, the new Congress got rid of Mr Vizcarra, who faces judicial investigation for corruption. He denies the accusations. His replacement, Manuel Marino, proposed to install a deeply conservative government. That provoked the biggest protest the country has seen in two decades. After police killed two demonstrators, seven are still missing, the new cabinet resigned, followed by Mr Marino on Sunday. Congress at first failed to agree on a replacement. The longer it delays, the more likely it is that the Constitutional Tribunal restores Mr Vizcarra. More important is to ensure that a general election takes place as scheduled in April and to limit the damage to Peru's economy already battered by the pandemic. Slip sliding, crude demand. 
Ministers from oil-producing countries will meet today amid an uncertain outlook for crude markets. Members of the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries and Allies slashed production by a historic 9.7 million barrels in May to boost oil prices as COVID-19 shredded demand. Producers planned to increase the flow gradually as cars returned to roads and more planes took flight. Indeed, demand has recovered somewhat from the depths of the second quarter, but a surge in COVID cases is now sapping the appetite for oil once more. Last week, OPEC lowered its expectations for oil demand in 2020 by 9.8 million barrels a day to about 10% below the level last year. Today's meeting of the grandly named Joint Ministerial Monitoring Committee cannot adjust OPEC's targets for production, but it can make recommendations ahead of a bigger meeting at the end of the month. Oil producers hoping for a return to normal may be waiting for some time yet. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Shelby Foote, who was born on this day in 1916. People make a grievous error thinking that a list of facts is the truth. Facts are just the bare bones out of which truth is made. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 